Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. My name is Grant Baldwin. Good to have you here with us today. We are on episode 14, and I uh, got some great stuff we're going to be covering and talking about today. Hey, let me remind you, if you haven't already, definitely go back, listen to episode 13, all right? The one right before this were 14. Previous one would be 13. Math is hard sometimes. That's okay. But uh, I put together this free PDF, this training guide, where uh, I went around and I talked with a lot of the top speakers of today, some of the best of the best, and asked them, what is their best favorite speaking tip or strategy or hack or tactic or whatever like buzzword you want to use. Ask them, like, what did they use that makes them as to, to be a, a great speaker? And so we, uh, we took all that, put it together, walked through all of that in episode 13. We have tips from speakers like Michael Port, which if you enjoyed uh, Michael, you definitely want to go back and listen to episode seven, where we interview each other actually for a long episode. That was a lot of fun. We talked to people like uh, John Acuff, John Jans, Chris Brogan, Dan Miller, Jonathan Fields, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, uh, lots of great top speakers. And so we put that together. Again, you can listen to all of those strategies and, and tips in episode 13. Or if you'd like, you can also download the PDF guide that we put together that goes along with that. You can find that over at topspeakertips.com. Again, that is topspeakertips.com. All right, for today's episode, I'm going to do a little bit of teaching, a little bit of training. We're going to be talking about how do you actually create your talk. Now, we talked a little bit about this. We touched on this briefly back in episode four. So if you want the condensed version, you can certainly go back and listen to that. But I, I think this is a lot of challenge that a lot of speakers have is this idea that, okay, I know I want to speak and I have some idea of what it is that I want to talk about, but now what? What do I do? How do I begin to put together a talk? What makes a good talk? And so here's what I want to do. I want to just kind of walk through a process for this of how you would actually create a talk. And the first thing you want to do is you want to have a really clear objective for your talk. Have a really clear objective for your talk. You want to know why it is that you are speaking to that audience. I want you to think of this almost like you're taking an audience on a journey. All right? You want to get really, really clear on where you are taking them and what it is that you want them to learn as a result of a talk. I think we've all sat through talks or presentations before, and at the end of it, you're just kind of like, what Like, what was the point of that? Like, even if they were a good speaker, even if you laughed a little bit or they told an interesting story, you don't want to get to the end of your presentation. And for you, and especially not for the audience, kind of be going like, why did I listen to this talk? What was the point of that? And so until you get clear on that single objective for your talk, then everything else is really just kind of a, a waste of time. And so what is that one clear thing that you want to communicate them? To What was the one clear thing that that you want them to, to know about. 
Now, your talk should always be answering two key questions in the mind of your audience. They're always asking two key questions. Two questions of one, so what? And two, now what? So what? And now what? So the audience is always running through their mind, so what? Why should I care about this? Why should I, like, this is great that they put you up on a stage, but why should I care about what you're telling me? And then two, now what? What do you want me to do as a result of this? So always be, as you're creating your talk and you're getting clear on that objective, you're always trying to look to support then, so what? And now what? I know what my clear objective is. Now, how do I support that? By answering again, so what? And now what? Now, this also raises the question though, but Grant, like, what if there's a lot of things that I want them to know? What if there's several things that I want them to do? Like, cut some stuff, save some stuff, going too many directions, you're going to confuse your audience, you're going to confuse yourself. And so reduce it all the way down to one key idea. If I were to ask you in one sentence, what is your talk about? Would you be able to clearly articulate that? Would you be able to tell me? Having a single idea not only makes it easier for people to follow your talk, but it also makes it easier for you to prepare the talk because you're super, super clear on where you want that presentation and where you want to take that audience. I want you to think this almost like a road trip, all right? If you are going to go on a road trip, it's a lot easier to have some type of map if you know where you're going. But if you just get in the car and you start driving and and people are in the car asking you where we're going, I don't know. I just like road trips. In the same way that if you're just like, I don't know where I want to take the audience. I just like speaking. Like that doesn't work. So you want to get really, really clear on where you're taking the audience. And then it makes it much, much simpler to figure out, okay, here's where we are. That's where we want to be. What is the best possible way to get from point A to point B? So create that destination of where you want to take your audience, of where it is that you want your audience to go. So what is that thing? So for example, let's say you wanted to speak about something like leadership or overcoming obstacles or motivation or sales. Like all of these are big, big picture topics. So really boil it down and get super clear on what's the main clear objective that you want that audience to leave with. Because once you know that, then creating the talk becomes much, much simpler. So, all right, at this point, let's assume for a second that you've got a really clear objective of what it is that you want to speak to an audience about. All right, so the second component of this is now we want to begin to organize our content, to organize our content. I want to give you a quote here from my buddy Michael Port. Again, we interviewed him, talked to him in episode seven, but he has a great quote about this. He says, when you organize the way you think and write for your audience, you organize the way they hear your idea and think about it. Let me say that again. When you organize the way you think and write for your audience, you organize the way they hear your idea and think about it. So again, how you organize your content will not only help your audience to get it, but it'll also help you to give the presentation because the better organized it is, the easier it is for you to remember the structure, to remember the, the content, and to know where you're going in that presentation. So once you pick a point, your job is to basically, you want to introduce that point, again, that clear objective thing. You want to support it. Here's why this is important. And then you want to apply it. Now, you can go about doing this in a variety of different ways. And I'm going to give you some different types of structures for how you could organize your content. Again, this is assuming you know what that main idea, that one clear objective is for the talk. So one of the most common structures for a speech is going to be a numerical structure. Okay. So this is common where you know, let's say the big idea is that you wanted to talk about health, all right? 
and you wanted to talk about, let's just say that, or actually, let me, let me give you a different one. Let's say you wanted to talk about personal finance, all right? So your big idea is that making a budget will increase your happiness and decrease your stress in life, all right? Let's just say that that's it. All right, we're just coming up with this. We're just, we're just throwing it out there. So then the three points or the five points or the seven points may be how to create a budget and the different steps that are involved with that. It may be, here's how this uh, this increases your satisfaction or this decreases your stress and the different points associated with that. And so looking at it from a couple of different angles there. And so a common example is like the seven habits of highly effective people, all right? So uh, highly effective people may be some part of the, the main clear objective. And then within that, you're breaking that down by sharing, here's what those seven habits are for those highly effective people. Now, you can do, generally people do a lot of times odd numbers. So, you know, let me give you the three points or the five points or the seven points. But this also, again, raises the question, can you have more than three points? Also remember here, though, the more points you have, the fewer people will actually remember. What makes a good speaker is oftentimes what they leave out. So you don't want to make this like a 15-point talk just to show how smart you are, okay? The job is to serve the audience, not to show off how much you know. So always just kind of refer back to less is more, less is more, less is more. So you could do some type of numerical structure. Another one would be a sequential structure. This is where each step builds on the previous step. So let me give you an example from my own. I do a talk for a lot of times in, in the college world called Life is a Highway. And so we talk about this, this imaginary road trip. And so basically the way it's structured, the talk is structured, is we talk in the beginning about your past. We talk about where we've been. Then we talk about our future, where we're going. And then we end by talking about where we are right now. So it's a sequential thing. It kind of builds on it. So let's talk about where we've been. Let's talk about where we're going. Let's talk about where we are. So it, the, it needs to almost happen in this certain sequence, which also makes it easier for you to memorize because they need to go in this specific order. Okay, another type of structure, third type of structure would be a modular structure. Okay, this allows you to go in an order, but also allows you to skip around. Okay, so I have a book called Reality Check I wrote for high school students a couple years ago, and it's kind of set up in this structure. It is 50 short chapters, two, three, four page chapters. Each chapter answers a different question. So things like, should I go to college? How am I going to pay for college? What classes do I take? What do I major in? Job interviews, resumes, internships, credit cards, budgets, taxes, just life 101 type stuff. And so you don't have to read it sequentially. You can kind of, kind of just bounce around, choose your own adventure there. And so that's basically what a modular type of structure is, is you've got a couple of these thoughts or ideas, and they don't necessarily have to go in a certain order. You can kind of mix and match them around. Another way to think of this is like a, like a, a band in concert. Think of it like their set list, okay? If a band has let's say 50 songs that they've done in their in their archives, they may choose to do 15 or 20 songs for a concert. And they could do those songs in different, like they could do different songs, they could do different sequence, different order. And the gist of the concert would be pretty much the same. So that's basically what a modular structure would be to again, go in an order if you want, but also be able to, to skip around. Uh, another type of structure would be the problem solution structure. So you present a problem, and then you offer a solution. Are you feeling a lot of stress or anxiety with your spouse over finances? Are you feeling this? Here's what the problem is. Kate, let me talk about the solution. Are you dealing with hair loss? I don't know. Maybe that's a topic. Some of you are like, yes, I am actually. That's my, Do you have a solution? No. Look at me. I'm bald. I don't have any hair. I don't know what I'd be talking about there. So you're presenting the problem in the talk and then you're offering the solution. So let's again kind of walk through this here. 
All right, so first thing we want to do is we want to get really clear on this main idea. Now, from there, in terms of the different structures we talked through, again, we've got the numerical, the sequential, the modular, the problem-solution structure. All these are different types of structures that you could you could use for your talk, but I don't think it's important really to worry about the structure yet, all right? We'll come back to that. The next thing we want to do is we really just want to kind of brainstorm the topic, brainstorm the topic and figure out what would be relevant to the main idea. And so at this point, what I want you to do is again, assuming you've got kind of this main idea, again, let's just let's just go with the budgeting one, okay? So the next thing you wanna, would want to do would just be to just brainstorm anything you can think of. I want you to come up with stories, points, stats. I mean, we're not filtering ideas. We'll organize all of this later. But basically, you can, you can write this out. You can mind map it. You can do it on a whiteboard. You can use a tool like Evernote or a Word doc, put things on, on sticky notes and move them around. I mean, it could be anything, however you want want to structure it. We'll come back to the structure, but at this point, all we want to do is to just brainstorm, just brain dump. You could even audio record yourself just thinking out loud. No filter right now. We're just anything we can think of around the subject and topic of budgets. So let's just take budgets for an example. All right, so we can think about uh, different tools. I can think about tools that I use. I can think about my own story of how my wife and I started using a budget and how that made a difference. Uh, think about the common hesitations or struggles people have with using a budget. What are the frustrations? Well, I'm not a numbers person or math is hard or I'm on a, a variable income or I'm self-employed, so my income's always different. Okay, all the, I'm just, again, just brainstorming, just no filter at all, just brainstorming everything I can think of related to this subject or topic. I'm just brainstorming the topic. Next thing we want to do then is to begin to organize those ideas into an outline. So if the main idea is that having a budget creates less stress in your life or whatever it was we said, then the next thing would be what would be some of those main points that begin to stand out to you? What would be some of those main things as if as I look through that entire list, what are the things that just kind of jump off the page at me that would could be like some main points that I'd really want to hit? I really want to make sure these are key things. And again, they should be things that are supporting what that main idea is. So from there, once I've got some of those main points, then I can start to figure out what are some of the supporting details that would work well to the main points. Okay, so I know a point is here about one person is, is really excited about doing a budget and the other, the spouse, is not. What do you do in that situation? So, so maybe that's a point. And so then you can start to look for stories or examples or stats or case studies, anything that would support that about how you address or how you deal with that type of issue. Again, you're looking for anecdotes, stories, like anything that you think will relate to the points of the message. Now, as you're kind of starting to flesh this out and put this together, I like to have a rhythm to my talk. Now, for me, the rhythm that I normally follow is that I'll present the point or the idea, this specific point or idea. I'll kind of expand on that. Here's what I mean by that. Here's maybe the what, how you could run into this, how you could deal with this. A lot of times then I, I try to tell a story. I think stories are extremely, extremely powerful for speakers. We're going to talk more about stories in a later episode, but stories are so, so critically important. So I always like to tell a story and then make the application. So here's the point. Let me expand on the point. 
Let me tell you a story about the point, and let me make an application. Here's how you actually apply this. Because remember what we talked about earlier, the audience is always asking two questions. So what? Why is this important to me? Why should I care? And then number two, now what? How do I actually apply? That's cute. That's a great story, Grant. But how does this actually apply to me? So so what? And now what? So that's kind of the rhythm that I follow. I keep pretty much the same rhythm throughout any points that I'm making there. So it just kind of has this flow to the talk. All right, so at this point, let's kind of recap. We've got really, really clear on this one main idea. We've started to brainstorm anything we can think of on the topic that would be relevant to that main idea. We've started to organize those ideas into an outline. And again, this is where you can start to use the different types of structures for your talk. Again, the the numerical structure or a sequential structure, modular structure, that problem-solution structure, different types of ways that you can structure that outline of a talk. And then finally, now everybody approaches this different, but for me, me, what I like to do is I like to actually manuscript the presentation out. So at this point, I'm looking to flesh out all the stories, the points. I'm looking to write out the transitions. And at this point, as I'm working this through, as I'm really starting to put quote unquote meat on the bones, I'm not necessarily married to the structure. I want to be willing to make changes as that that talk evolves. But for me, I really just want to think through how am I going to say this piece? How am I going to say this story? And we'll talk about this more in a later episode as well. But no speakers, no good professional speakers ever just get up there and wing it. They're not just like, well, here's my main idea and we'll just kind of work it out on stage. They don't do that. They get up there and they know where they're going with their talk. So for me personally, it helps to manuscript that out. Now, again, we'll talk more about this in depth in a later episode, but I'm not trying to memorize that manuscript. I don't need to know it word for word. I'm just part of the process of manuscripting it for me is to think it through, is to think through where am I going with this? How do I tell the story? Okay, I just told that story. How do I make that transition from telling the story to applying it to the audience? How do I make that transition from applying it to the audience to introducing the next point that I want to talk about there? And so for you, I think you just want to find a writing creating process that works for you. And again, don't be married to a manuscript. I always like to allow for spontaneity and improv, but at the same time, I never just want to get up there and just just wing it, just shoot from the hip. I do not approach speaking like that. And I don't recommend that. Professionals don't do that. They take the time to create their talk and to really, really, really think it through. So this is just, again, kind of a high-level view here on how you might want to create your talk. So again, start with that big picture, clear objective. What's the one main idea? From there, starting to brainstorm anything you can think of related to that subject or topic. From there, starting to organize that into an outline. And then from there, again, a lot of times I like to manage manuscript it out based on that outline. And so from there, then I'll beginning to learn the material, learn the content. Again, I'm always allowing it to change as I go. I think this is one thing to remember is that I don't think a speech is ever really finished. I don't think it's ever really there. I think you're always working on it. You're developing it. You're tweaking it. You're trying to figure out what works and then improve on it and figure out what works and improve on it. And so again, we'll be talking about all of this more in depth as, as we go, but I wanted to at least do this episode here to help you get started on how to create your talk. 
Hey, uh, let me remind you again, stop by topspeakertips.com. We, today we talk more on the creating the talk, but we also have a this PDF giveaway, this training guide with some of the best speaking and presentation tips. So you're definitely going to want to check that out again over at topspeakertips.com. Also, we've got a brand new course coming out in the near future. Really excited about You're going to be hearing about this more in the coming weeks. You're going to find out all about it. It's about the art of speaking. Many of you are familiar with our, our training course, Booked and Paid to Speak, where we talk about the business of speaking, marketing yourself as a speaker. But this is going to be more on creating your content, creating your stories, on delivering it, on preparing, on practicing, on rehearsing, uh, on working with the clients, all of these different nuances, setups, environment, how do you deal with a difficult audience, interactions, keeping an audience engaged, all these different, again, nuances to being a speaker. We're going to be talking about all in this new course, The Art of Speaking. So you're going to be hearing about that in the coming weeks. But again, stop by uh, topspeakertips.com. Check out that free download there. You can go back to episode 13, episode right before this one. You can listen to that episode where I talk a little bit more about some of those top speaking tips from today's top speakers. So definitely uh, check that out as well. Again, that is in the previous episode, episode 13. Uh, Also stop by thespeakerlab.com. Check it out. We'd love to hear from you. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review. I'm giving you way too much to do right now. So I'm sorry. I'm I'm just excited. I, I love helping speakers wherever you're at in your business. I want to make sure that we can help you and support you on your journey. So, all right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.